Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 69th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I am Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Yes, so here we are one week away, as promised, from our last episode. So we're finally on schedule for recording weekly weekly again. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to hopefully continue that through from now till uh, the fall or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) The goal, now until forever. Yeah, so we have a bit of a busy episode today, so we're going to get right into it here because we have a lot we want to talk about. So we're going to start off with our new to the collection. We were down at Meeple's on the weekend and picked up a few things. Uh, but this one, actually, the one, okay, the first one we're going to talk about is one that we got on Kickstarter. Yes. And this one is Patriot, the deluxe version. And this one comes from Grand Gamers Guild. Um, I'm such a sucker for deluxe editions. It's bad. Um, I gotta get yeah. past that. This one <laughs> is uh, an interesting one. I'll just read a little bit off the box here. It says, in a crumbling world, you stand defiant. On the brink of civil war, the president has been delivered five demands from an assassin. Each demand contained in a letter. Five letters, five threats, five days to die. Ooh. (laughs) You take on the role of one of the president's closest allies. As an elite team of one to six players, you must use social cunning and strategy to save the president. I however, feel a however. Oh, I was going to say, yeah. I feel a however is <laughs> Here's <coming>. the however. <laughs> <laughs> Loyalties are in question. Mm. One of your closest allies is the puppeteer pulling the strings behind this assassination. Identify the perpetrator before it's too late. To win the game, you must use the abilities and resources available to you. You must stabilize the country and meet the assassin's demands. Or you must uncover the true identity of the assassin and kill them before it's too late. It says that uh, Patriot is a semi-co-op game. So, yeah, it says uh, social deduction, betrayal, strategy, teamwork. Again, one to six players. I guess you can play the solo. Um, that'd be. I don't wonder. I'm curious how this would play solo. Uh, it says each player is dealt a secret card outlining uh, their allegiance to the president. Save or assassinate. Simple. Mm-hmm. Through the midst of all this, the country of Carmonia, so I guess that's the um, the country of fictional <laughs> country, uh, is in turmoil. <laughs> it is up to you and your team to find and assassinate uh, this, uh, or uh, find the assassin while maintaining the country through a number of dif- difficult missions. Yeah. Um, yeah, it looks cool. Lots yeah, of sab- lo- room for sabotage and backstabbing and... I love that kind of thing. So this one looks good. I know you do. <laughs> yeah. This one looks really fun. It does um, look really good. I'm excited. For and that I, uh, I don't know if I said the designer, Anthony Kirkham. And I don't think so. art by Jeff Brown and uh, Ali or Ali Phelps. And yeah, Grand Gamers Guild. Um, yeah, I don't remember exactly how it all works, but yeah, social deduction right up my alley for it's sure. It's new to the collection. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. This one we're going to try and play... Uh, probably with a, a decent group. I'd like to play this with four or five or six players. Yeah, I'd like to play that higher player count. Yeah, and um, hopefully we will play this soon and um, perhaps review it in the next few episodes. Yeah. But yeah, we have another one. So this one you picked up down at Meeple's uh, yesterday. Yeah, this is Stranger Things uh, Upside Down. 
a board game by Rob Davio. So mm-hmm. this one, um, it's it looks like you're playing. It's based on the first two seasons of the sh- of the show Stranger Things. Right. So, Everyone, I'm assuming, knows Stranger Things. That's the Netflix crazy, ultra popular TV series. Uh, yeah, Netflix series. Yeah. So this one's a cooperative game. Makes sense. You're working. Right. You're, so you're you playing play as, as the kids. kids I would imagine. Might yeah. Um, playing as the kids, and then you're just taking on the role of them, trying to stop the terrifying supernatural forces and save Will from the horrors of the okay. Upside Down. So you're actually playing out the the, the first two seasons. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. So Will disappears, and you're trying. What to... What was the name of the monster again? Uh, I think it's a. Was it the Demogorgon? Demogorgon. That's yeah. right. Okay, great. And, and it has little um figures. Yeah, it has figures of the main characters, and it's got um and the and the demogorgons like in the different stages of their you know oh right okay yeah. <laughs> um but yeah you're just it's looks like you get cards and you're going um you're trying to just escape the secret government agencies fight the horrors and just show that uh friendship conquers all <laughs> and yeah you're trying to find will i guess yes and save because him from friendship the conquers down. all right end of story <laughs> that's good that's cool I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah. That one kind of came out of nowhere. I remember it was um, announced um, and then instantly up for pre-order on meeples.ca. Yeah. And I was like, well, I kind of have to with the designer. And it was from Simon. And I don't know how it plays, but it's pretty cool. They've got the board here. They've got it cut in half. So the top half is normal. And then right. the bottom half is the upside down. Yeah. So I guess you get to go in and out or travel between probably or... but it's cool because they're just like mirrors of each other on yeah. the actual board so uh, on the rate in their normal world trees are right side up but then when you go in the upside down they're literally like trunks and then um and then the tops of the trees are down towards the ground right, right. like they're upside down hmm. so yeah it's uh i like the board it looks really cool the it does look good the bottom's all dark and like dead and yeah. Oh, yeah, it looks their work looks very much the looks same very cool. as the show, right? Yeah, it looks really good. Yeah, Hopper, okay. That's his name. Hopper, I was yeah, trying to yeah. say like you play as the kids and I was going to say the sheriff, but I couldn't remember <laughs> his name. It's Hopper. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be good. I like it. Um yeah, good designer and uh from Simon, so yeah. the production should be pretty sweet. Okay, so yeah, a couple new games there. We had um Patriot and Stranger Things Upside Down. So yeah, we have a bunch we want to talk about in this episode, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna head on over to our next uh, segment right now. Alrighty, and here we are at our next segment where we are going to be talking about some games that are coming out at Gen Con. Because yeah. it is Gen Con week and we will not be there. <laughs> but, we will um, not be there. <laughs> but there... We would like to be there. Oh, that would be so great <laughs> to be there. But no, sadly, we won't be at Gen Con. We'll just Con. watch we'll from Gen, afar. Gen Can't. Gen Can't. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Gen Can't. Um, Gen cannot. But since we will be at Gen Can't, there are yeah a whole whack of games I was looking at um, that are going to be previewed there mm-hmm. or um, 
even released there some of them and i thought we'd just kind of touch on a few of them i think we have like a dozen interesting games that uh, yeah. so we're going to kind of run through these kind of quickly um but yeah i'm just going to start here at this one so this one caught my eye because we have met these uh people before yeah. from first fish games this is uh, some great people from vancouver right uh, near where we live and this is yeah first fish games the game called Mistwind, um and it's going to be i guess previewed there because i guess this game comes out in 2024 yeah we and, we met them years ago when they were demoing get off my land yep at uh at the uh, one uh, terminal of the first city terminal city tabletop cons? conventions yeah yeah that was one of the first games we ever kickstarted yeah <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so the great people and I remember seeing they had um, at La, uh, at Shucks last year, they had um, a poster up for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looked cool because the artwork is, um, simply put, it looks like an elef- uh, elephant. Elephant. It's a, it's a whale. <laughs> a whale. Like a blue <laughs> whale, um, kind of like being carried by an airship. Like So it's like strapped to things. The whale is carrying you. That's like your transport. Yeah, I know, but like it's like a boat. Like they've made the ship into like a flying or the, the whale, whale into, into a like flying a flying boat, boat ship yeah. thing, and it's kind of floating it through the air. It looks like know. a blimp. It does a look wh- like a blimp. It's like a whale blimp. Yeah, with like sails and lights yeah. on it and things. I don't know. I thought the artwork looked cool. Definitely. And it instantly grabbed my attention just seeing that artwork. And it just sounds cool. Um, it says uh, Mist Wind is a strategic game of building networks and meeting. The demands of each nation players will gain resources to build outposts or train transport whales, <laughs> gather <laughs> and deliver cargo to fulfill territory demands and complete networking contracts with neighboring nations in an effort to become the most trusted trader in Mistwind. So it makes me wonder, is Mistwind a place where you have like just flying whales? I don't know. Or so it- do you have like some freaky gravity craziness i can't quite tell yeah i can't quite tell if the stuff they're strapped to is carrying them or if they're actually flying they're flying they're fully flying they're just actually flying but then because then it also like part of it is one of the things you can do is you can have somebody who like um delves into the mist into the mists and like goes and and searches and stuff so i'm assuming they're yeah they they must be like they can fly it's a different world or something yeah it's the mist wind island water but yeah (laughs) They kind of remind me of the whales from um, start uh, from Rebels. Yeah, from Rebels. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they can go uh, light speed. Yeah, yeah. The, the Tuk- super cool Thrawn and uh, Ezra and Ezra away. Yeah. yeah, very cool for all you Star Wars peeps out there. That's right. That know what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's Mistwind. Looks cool. Yeah, it what's does something look cool. else here? Um, <clears throat> well, we'll just touch on it briefly because we've talked about it so much, but we can't help it because we're both so excited. But apparently oh, yeah. Last Light, Last Light yeah, is going to show up there. This one from uh, Roy Kennedy, published by Gray Fox. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about this a lot on this podcast. It's super, super high on our list of yes. uh, anticipated games to play, period, at this point. And I guess there's going to be a bunch of playable copies at Gen Con. Oh, so jealous! I know, <laughs> but I think I think they're they're it should be coming. They're soon, coming I fairly think. soon. Yeah. We should have it. We should have copies here fairly soon. So. Yes. Last light. Yeah. Obviously, hugely uh, excited about that one. Mm-hmm. But we'll move on. What else do we have here? We have this one. Look cool, Barcelona. Yeah. This one comes from Board and Dice uh, from designer Danny Garcia. Um, that one's interesting because you're usually in the city builders, you're building cities, but this one you're actually building out 
of the cities. Like you're going to the yeah. new city because I think Barcelona's was like the most populated city. So then you you're there. Um, the city designer is like building around it to like make the city bigger, but by expanding. Yeah, it says. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. It says your main goal is to construct buildings to accommodate the citizens who want to leave the yeah. old city. Yeah. And in the process, you will also build streets, create uh, tram lines and yeah. public services. So, yeah, you're just expanding. Uh, expand Exp- you're expanding the city. Expanding Barcelona. City. And the artwork <laughs> looks great, I think. Um, did I see this is... Who did the art? Oh, no, it's not who I thought. Never mind. No, but it does look on one nice. of the other ones. <laughs> this one is Alexander Zawada. Yeah. Art looks very nice. So, yeah, that one comes from Board and Dice. Looks really cool. Just, yeah. City builder, but looks really nice. Mm-hmm. And I like that it's you're not just building Barcelona, you're expanding yeah. Barcelona. So we'll see. Um, what else do we have here? We have, do you have this one, Galactic Cruise? I do. I haven't looked into this one too much. Nor have I. So, but I've got, well, it's currently it's got a 9.2. That's bonkers. <laughs> on G, uh, BGG. I mean, there's, there's not only a, 36 ratings. Yes. But, but still. Still, uh, it's got artwork from Eon O'Toole, designed by... Uh, T.K. King, yes. Dennis Northcott, and Colton Thompson, published by Kinson Key Kim Kinson Key Games, and yeah, just I don't know, it looks cool. Um, what do we have here for a description? Um, welcome to the Galactic Cruise. Here we offer our guests something special and the comfort of a luxury cruise with the innovation of space travel. As the first company to offer extended. St- Stay space vacations. We are excited to have you working for us. Now As a I supervisor on of this company, you'll be expected to not only build these shuttles and satisfy satisfy our guests, but also to help the company thrive by enhancing our our, our company network, inventing new technologies, and growing our workforce. I say now I know why that interested you. Yep, was, I would love to go to space. A galactic cruise. Yep, right up your alley. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> our one son keeps uh, has mentioned many times that he wants to uh, be an astronaut and go to space and like all for it. Go and for I'm it. like, nope, don't do it. No, nope, you go <laughs> if you can. You do it. Be a pioneer. Go to Mars. Do something cool. But yeah, this uh, looks cool. I, just, I like the idea. Yeah, very interesting. It does look interesting. Yeah, galactic cruises. I like it. Oh, and that's a 2024, so they must just have a playable um, yeah. demo there, I guess. Um, but yeah, artwork from Yono Tool, so sign me up. Yeah, and then uh, then they had Halloween. Yeah, this one caught my eye. Which um, is another IP. An IP that I don't know I've seen yeah, on a the Mike game. Myers Halloween. The actual Michael Myers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess Michael Myers, but yeah. <laughs> Mike Myers. <laughs> Yeah. That would be hilarious. Right. All of a sudden you open up the game and he takes off the mask. Yeah. And it's just the way it's Austin Powers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Designer Emerson Matsuchi and uh, published by Trick or Treat Studios. And it's just a, a game with that IP of the actual Halloween. Yeah. yeah. It's a one versus many game. So one of you plays as Yeah, that Michael makes Myers, sense. Yeah. Uh, and then I imagine that would be around. a hard game to win. Imagine if you're not playing as Michael Myers, you're going to lose that game more often than not. Right. Yeah. I assume you, yeah, you're going to get murdered yeah. all the time in this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it says you can, yeah, so the first, the first board game based on the original class. So there you go. First board game. Yeah. Um, in this one versus many, most of the players will run around the board, <laughs> searching through houses and useful for useful items. Uh, and for the kids, Tommy and Lindsay, 
They can win the game by either uh, causing enough damage to Michael Myers or by finding Tommy and Lindsay and set and a set of car keys so they can escape safety. So this, yeah, this is just you're just running yeah. from him and just hoping to it's like, get out. It's like one of those bad recurring nightmares where you just you want to run and you someone's chasing you and you're yeah. trying to run and you're just your feet are lead. You can't move. Like, right. come on, <laughs> this, move This faster. is actually. Um, uh, there's a game on Xbox that we I played with a bunch of buddies. Oh yeah. Um the uh the one with Jason. Yeah. And it's a one versus many. It's this exact premise, but you're just like if you're not Jason, you're just a camper out in the forest, and you're trying to get to the exit, and you're just trying to literally trying to find car keys and put gas in the tank and get in the car and drive before he murders you. Yeah. Yeah. Great. But yeah, cool. I just it caught my attention just because of the the theme, and there you go. It's the first board game of Halloween. Yeah. Um, what else we have here? We have, oh, this one. Yes. This is a slam dunk. The second I saw it, I instantly went and pre-ordered it, obviously. This is Forbidden Jungle from Matt Leacock and published by Game Right. I'm super curious about this one because as if you've listened to us for a while, you know that uh, Forbidden Desert is... Basically our favorite game. Probably like our number one most played warm it's ratty edges like all for easily. sure like we play that all the time the yeah. kids love it we love it such a good game it's my favorite in the series of the three so far desert oh yeah oh yeah for sure 100 percent by a mile um and i never really got into forbidden sky and i don't yeah, know if it's because i it was the weakest of them but i don't know if i wasn't playing it properly or if i didn't get one of the rules i just never went back to it very much because i it liked forbidden desert not nearly as good as yeah forbidden and i desert. just wanted to i'd rather play forbidden desert so yeah. i'm curious because it sounds like forbidden jungle you crash land on a jungle planet yep <laughs> so it's not you're not on earth anymore so you're You've continuing left. on with that whole thing right yeah where you're on the island and then you're in the desert and then you're you in the sky your flying machine and you yeah. crash in the sky and then you got a rocket now <laughs> and then you're crashed on a jungle planet and so yeah curious and then you you're looking for portals to get yeah. to, to get out the elusive so. escape portals so yeah i'm curious fending to off see ever growing horde of venomous creatures yeah <laughs> So curious yeah. to see how this one compares holds up to Forbidden uh, Desert. It, from just um, looking at it, visually it looks it, visually more it looks similar stunning. To, it looks really um, nice. The cover, the anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I have high hopes for this one. Um, yeah. This is a twenty. Oh, it's coming out this year. Yeah. Oh, so that'd be goodness. pretty cool. I'm excited to see what that one wow. looks or turns wow. out. Wow. Like. I hope that does actually come this year. Yeah. Oh man, I'm excited about that one. Yeah, hugely excited about Forbidden Jungle. What else do we have here? We have Sky Team. So this one comes mm. from publisher Scorpio Masque, uh, designed by Luc Remond. And um, this one sounds super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're a cooperate. It's a co-op game. And it's basically pilot and co-pilot trying to land a plane. So once you play this game, you can fly a plane is what you're saying. Yep. You'll know how to land a plane. <laughs> yeah, you get your certificate. At you just got to play this a few times and you're good. Yep. Sky <laughs> Team's co-op game exclusively for two players. So one of you is pilot and co-pilot. Yep. In which you play, uh, in which you play pilot and co-pilot. <laughs> at the controls of an airliner, your goal is to work together as a team to land your airplane in different airports around the world. And it's cool because you use apparently like hidden, um, you each will pick different things that you have to do, like with dice. Yeah, it's dice placement. Yeah. yeah. You and have to assign them as best you can, yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, and they had like different airports 
have different challenges to land in and, yeah, and stuff to, like that. So land your plane, you need to silently assign your dice to the correct spaces in your cockpit to balance the axis of your plane. So there's a little dial. I, remember, I was watching uh, them fiddle with it mm-hmm. where you actually have to, you know, like on your screen. Yeah. On the... Um, like on your dash of a plane, it would show your, uh, what's a, like how level you are. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it has that dial and you're twisting that left and right, trying to get the, the wings level yeah. so that by the time you're landing, your, your wings are actually level. It looks yeah. super cool. Yeah. Um, it's neat. This one's highly anticipated by me. I, I would really like to play this one sooner rather than later. And it does say 2023. So, um, hopefully some copies of this, uh, start. Yeah. Uh, making their way out here. I wonder, I wonder if this is on Meeple's for pre-order or not. I haven't, I seen, haven't it. seen it. No. I'll have to take a look. We'll have to take a look at that. It doesn't mean that it's not there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Sky Team from Scorpio Masque looks awesome. What else mm. we have here? Oh, General Orders World War II. This one I, I have right? pre ordered. Oh, was it a pre order? Yeah, I yeah. pre ordered it. Yeah, from Meeples. This one's Trevor Benjamin and David Thompson, the dynamic duo <laughs> of board gaming. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's and, right. Of war board gaming, I should say. Um, and two player games. Yeah. And two-player games. And and this is obviously comes from Osprey Games because that's that uh, trinity of Benjamin Thompson Osprey (laughs) that always uh, creates magic. And this one, yeah, this one should be fantastic. Uh, General Order World War II pits competing commanders against each other in a tug-of-war for control over the crucial Second World War battlefield, either in the mountains of Italy or the islands of the Pacific. Players strive to seize crucial strategic assets that unlock special abilities and prevent their opponents doing the same. Balance the desire to gain these advantages with the need to secure supply lines, ward off aerial assaults and artillery barrages, and protect your vulnerable headquarters in this compact and elegant two-player game. Mm-hmm. Yep, I want this game <laughs> badly. And it's, again, should be out in 2023. Um, I think, guess that's going to be... Uh, they might have copies there. I'm not sure, but... Yeah. I know it's going to be there to play anyway. Uh, yeah, can't wait for that one. Yeah. Um, what else we have here? Kelp. Yes, this one. <laughs> Kelp. This one, um, you're playing as uh, one of you play. It's a thing. It's a two player again. It's a two player. One yep. plays as an octopus and one plays as a shark. Yep. And trying head, to head s- battle of wits. Yeah. And I thought that was neat because our our kids really like those who would win books, mm-hmm. and so they're constantly. Yeah. Like, oh, who would win? And they tell us the facts and then they let's do a big battle and they'll go through them all. And so this is an interesting one. An octopus for uh, an octopus versus a shark. Yeah. Two player asymmetrical game. Uh, unique opportunity opportunity to delve into the natural world of pajama sharks and common octopus set so you, in the South African kelp forests. Yeah, which is cool. I like that they use the actual habitat for mm-hmm. them and the um the octopus go around like the outside of the board slinking and planning yeah. and being cunning and then but the sharks are territorial so they're like sticking in their territory territory trying to yeah you know get it just neat it's a different, it looks different uh routes to victory and um it looks like the same art from octopus garden and it i did like that art it was really nice yeah that's about all i liked about that game well, <laughs> that's pretty weak this one however looks really good yeah and this one looks like we'll have to wait till 2024 so, um, yeah, that's too bad. But it sounds like people will be playing it at Gen Con, so I'll be watching for that yes. one. What else do we have? I think we have four or five more here to talk about. This one, uh, Age of Innovation. This one from designer Helg 
uh, Ostertag and published by Capstone. So this one is in the line of games from... Um, like Terra Mystica, Gaia Terra Project. Mystica, Gaia Project. I said that word, Gaia Project. Gaia Project. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Terra Nova, even. We have uh, beside us here that we still have yet to play. Um, they look like the same cover to me. I found that confusing. Similar. They have that whole uh, yeah. elemental kind of thing going on. I thought it was the same game. But, yeah, you're not wrong. It, it's pretty pretty similar. Age of Innovation is a standalone game set in the world of Terra Mystica. So, 12 factions, each with, each, what is it? Each, each with. Each with unique characteristics. Uh, so, this is very similar. Except for there's one difference that really piqued my interest here and about uh, something about being able to, um, like, craft your faction. Oh, yeah. For, you I don't know where that. I read that, but I read that here somewhere about, so maybe you have some sort of tinkering to how you how your faction is and what yeah. it can do so yeah that, that i read that somewhere i don't see that your in own. what i'm reading right now i wonder how that would work if you would just be like saying um like how much of this you would have and how much of this but you would have different guidelines for you can't be know. like overpowered and everything or yeah, yeah i'm not sure how that whole thing works i know i read that somewhere you did. About i remember crafting your too. faction so somehow you're able to to uh, tweak your faction, whether maybe it's com- combining uh, different traits with a, mm-hmm. like you maybe pick a faction and then you add cards to it to make it do this or yeah. do that. I'm not sure. But um, this one's highly, highly rated right now. It's got 63 ratings and an 8.8. Yeah. Um, so Not too shabby. Yeah. Capstone and, uh, I mean, it's got a good pedigree behind it, right? Yeah. So it should be pretty good. We'll be uh, keeping an eye on that one for sure. But I would like to play now that I talk about it, Terra Nova, because that one... I think that uh, a lot of people have been enjoying that. Yeah. So, because it's Terra Mystica, but just shrunk and and simplified. Yeah. For like, I think it's like an hour at yeah. most it plays in or something. So we'll have to try that one. It's over right beside me here. What else do we have here? Defcon 1. Mm-hmm. This one looks... I don't know much about this one. Nor do I. And to be honest, just, re- just reading the thing on BGG is like very strange. So... Okay. This is what it says, honestly. It says Defcon One takes place during the Cold War from 1950 to 1990. All cards and technologies are historically based, so pretty cool. Uh, but this is where it kind of goes off the rails <laughs> a little. It says featuring different gameplay for each number of players. Oh yeah, that's cool. That's a really yeah. neat concept. Two players, yeah. frontal shock game, nervous and tense. Three players, death circle game with secret objectives. Four players, semi cooperative game and secret objective game. Five players secret objective game mm-hmm. so i don't <laughs> i don't know what uh how this works or anything i just know it's got uh, a cool cover art uh, yeah. this is designed by florian dumont and published by asynchron asynchron games yeah and the artwork uh is just a nuclear bomb going off in the in with a, like a back black background but it's kind of artsy mm-hmm. it's kind of really interesting and like there's not a lot more information <laughs> Um, no, there's no, not. and it just with that whole thing about different types of games depending on the player count is really. We, I feel like we've had another game similar with that that type of thing too, where the game plays differently depending on how many players you have. I don't know if it's that extreme, but um, I don't know. I can't like, remember which wacky. game it is. That's gonna bug me. I'll think about it and probably not get back I, to you because I probably won't remember it. Kind of just <laughs> want to get this. Because I just want to try 
what this is and like just try all these different player counts and see how different this and game might be what is a death circle game right what's yeah. a death circle game <laughs> what's a frontal shock game <laughs> i don't know but at I'm least very that one says out. like nervous intense but you, know, you can play a death circle game yeah i it's whatever funny. i'm willing to try um, so yeah, that's DEFCON 1. That releases this year, so there must be copies there at Gen Con. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm very, I'm going to keep my eye out on that one. We have three more here. Um, ooh, this one, Expeditions. This one is from Jamie Stegmeier and published by Stonemeyer Games. This is the sequel to Scythe. Oh. Yeah. All right. Venture to the Dangerous North in this tile exploration sequel to Scythe. I had heard nothing about this until about mm, a week or two ago. (laughs) It says, the sequel to Scythe sends players on a new adventure into Serbia, where a massive meteorite crashed near the Tunguska River, awakening ancient corruption, whatever that means. Hmm. An expedition led by Dr. Tarkovsky ventures into the taiga to learn about the meteorite and its impact on the land. Itching for adventure, heroes from the war privately fund their own expeditions to Serbia, hoping to find artifacts, overcome challenges, and ultimately achieve glory. Expeditions is a competitive, card-driven, engine-building game of exploration. Play cards to gain power, guile, and unique worker abilities. Move your uh, your mech, of course to uh, mysterious locations and gain cards found among the tiles. Use workers, items, meteorites, and quests to enhance your mech and use power and guile to vanquish corruption. The cover, they've got obviously the people in the mechs, but it looks like you've got a walking bear with a backpack (laughs) Well, that remember there's that one faction. Oh, he does have a backpack. That's pretty funny. (laughs) There was a one faction in sight that was, um, uh, they rode around on bears. I, mean, I haven't I played remember. it in a very long time. It's been a time. minute since we played yeah. Scythe. Holy moly. Um, but yeah, artwork, artwork looks fantastic. It's the same art style. Yeah. yeah. It's exactly the same. Um, looks great. I'm excited to, to see where this one leads. Mm-hmm. Totally different than um, than Scythe, you know? Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, Expeditions, the sequel to Scythe. We have two more here to talk about, I believe. What's this one? No, we have one more to talk about. Sorry. You should be. I know. Get and this together. is right on time, I believe. So if we get through this one, this one's Kutna Ora, the City of Silver. Uh, this one is designed by Andrzej Bistron, Petra Kaslava, and Pavel Yorosh. Um, and published by Czech Games Edition. Uh, this one looks cool. Um, this one's got an 8.6 right now. Yeah. It's got, well, 44 ratings, but... Yeah. Uh, 44 Kut- good ratings. Yep. Kutna Ora, <laughs> the city of silver, is historically is a historic city-building Euro game for two to four players that features a real-life supply and demand experience in which every action you take has an impact on the game's dynamic econ- economic systems in each round players take turns selecting actions from a hand of double-sided cards to engage strategic plans like mining purchasing plots of land on which to build gaining permits raising buildings for their uh, affiliated guilds gaining profit from their production and of course working towards the construction of saint barbara's cathedral it sounds just like a pure 
economy game. And it, that it sounds fun to me. It's one where it seems like you can't just focus on yourself. Like you, you want nope. to focus on yourself, but you have to also try to make the whole town pro- prosperous. So like mm-hmm. helping other people. Cause I, I don't think if you're just going on, on your own that you will be able to win the game. Yeah. It says that each guild is asymmetrical. So it's like, you're going to have, you're going to have strengths and weaknesses. I'm going to have strengths and weaknesses. We're going to have to rely on each other. Right. So, um, I just like that. I like, mm-hmm. like, I just like economic games like that. I think it's really yeah. cool. It always makes me think of um, just the awesome economy that's in uh, uh, Container. Oh yeah, yeah. So that game is really good. Where you you get you find your your Niche, role yeah. right. You're buying or selling or whatever, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, I like this one. This one um, has cool artwork too. It's got a silver coin on the on the cover. It looks really cool. Mm-hmm. I like it. So. Kutna Ora, the City of Silver from Czech Games Edition. That's the last one we're going to talk about. So that's a whole whack of cool games that are um, at least going to be playable at Gen Con. Some of these might even be available for you to pick up and take home. But, but um, not for us, because we won't be nope, there. we are at Gen Can't. <laughs> Gen Can't. <laughs> um, In our basement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that was um, that's pretty much perfect timing there. So we have a review to do. Uh, we are going to head over and do that right after this. Meeples and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay and play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Not only does Meeples and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeples.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at our final segment of the episode where we are doing another Meeple Dungeon Review! And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? Today we are reviewing Seas of Havoc, designed by Sebastian Bernier-Wong and Peter Gorniak. Art by Nebetsi Zitro and published by Rock Manor Games. Yep. Seas of Havoc. Uh, another pirate game Arr, in our maybe. collection. Yes. I love pirates. So this was an easy um, purchase. This <laughs> is just, I'm always, anything pirates, I'm usually all in on it. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know how a lot of people say like you're either a ninja fan or a pirate fan? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Pirate fan for sure. <laughs> I heard something recently where it's like you're either an Elvis fan or a Beatles fan. I thought that was interesting. Mm, I love both. I think you can be both, but yeah. that and one And I was... do, don't get me wrong, I love Ninja, particularly Ninja Turtles. I was going to say, yes. yes. But like, I love Ninja Turtles, like a huge Ninja Turtle fan, but like just ninjas, I'd prefer just a Pirates? typical pirate versus a <laughs> typical ninja. <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> but yes, Ninja Turtles are still highly regarded in this house. And, and back to Seas of Havoc. <laughs> So, 
Seas of Havoc is a naval combat game where you command the movements and actions of your ship with a deck of cards that you can modify and refine over the f- course of a game. Mm-hmm. So they've got... I, anyways, I won't get into that. I was going to go into um, how the game plays, but that's your job. Okay, yes. So, yeah, it is just a straight-up pirate-themed game where you are just taking on the role of one of... I think there's eight or ten of them, actually, in this box. We have the, the Captain's Deluxe Edition as a few extra bits and pieces. Um... But, uh, yeah, you basically are just a pirate, and you are sailing around, shooting cannons at each other, and uh, finding booty, and, and uh, yeah, that's basically what you're doing. And then you're going to the islands, and you're getting things from the islands, and then you're sailing back out again. So, this game has a main board, which is... Uh, has a center to it, which is the sea. It kind which of is represents, like a grid. Yeah, it's a grid it's in the middle. Grid, yeah. It's a, what is it? One, two, three, four, six by five, six. six by six grid. <laughs> it's yeah. got pictures of the dice on it. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so yeah, it's a six by six grid in the middle, which represents the ocean. The ocean. The coordinates are uh, white dice and black dice. Mm-hmm. So. And then there are a bunch of islands uh, surrounding it that you will uh, uh, take your island phase at. Mm-hmm. So before you get going in this game, you are going to grab a ship. And each ship is actually different from the others because you each ship comes with a starting deck, which is the same as everyone's. Yes. But then it comes with two um, asymmetrical upgrade, kind of cards. Yeah, asymmetrical oh. upgrade cards that are specific to that ship. So um, we'll get to those later, but you're going to grab a ship. Then you're going to grab a pirate to be in front of me. Who was I? I was the, the terror, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The terror uh, is the pirate captain I was. Um, you're going to grab that card. You're going to grab... Um, I be the pirate queen. <laughs> you're going to grab the two specific um, kind of... Uh, yeah, the uh, each pirate comes with two um, specific cards that you'll put into your deck to go with your like your starting deck. And um, then you're going to grab... You're going to set your dial. So on your... You have a little player board that, goes, that represents you and your ship. Um, and it's got a wheel, like a uh, steering... What's it called? I don't know. Steering wheel for like a, <laughs> for a, for mm-hmm. a sailboat. <laughs> and, uh, that's going to represent, uh, your different, what are they? It was just sails. Is that what it was? Um, yeah. yeah. Sails. Those are your sails. Um, and it's just, it's got numbers on it. You spin it around and you're going to have X amount of sails, which is basically a currency that's going to be used in this game to purchase cards or things like this. Yeah. And then you're also going to have uh, a cannon that's attached to it. And there's little, um, dual layered, uh, divots in there to, to put cannonballs in because you're going to be ending up shooting those at each other. And then you're going to get your uh, little wooden um, meeple of your ship and you're going to get three skiffs, these little little boats that you're going to end up uh, setting out to the islands to do things for you. So once everybody's got all their, um, their ships and their pirates and all their stuff set, um, because every player actually starting for the first player is going to kind of get, the further you go around the table, we played a four player game uh, the first player is kind of limited. The second player kind of has plus this. The third player has plus yeah. this and this, you know. So you kind of set that up. And then on the board, um, some interesting things. There are, like we said, there's the six by six grid. Mm-hmm. And on that grid, depending on the game you play and depending on the player count, the player and... count you're going to be putting obstacles out yeah. there. Um, you have rocks. And, yeah, there's you rocks. Wind gusts. Wind gusts. Uh, cyclones or whatever that is and then there's also some other things you can add like sharks and krakens and sea yeah. serpents 
Um, but the, the, the way this stuff is added to the board is you just roll two die. So if I want to add this rock to the board, I roll two die, the black die and the, and the white die, and it's going to give me a coordinate to place that rock at. So every game you play is going to be completely different yeah. um, physically from all the others. And then you are going to start. Um, there's two phases to this game. There's the island phase and the sea phase. Yep. Uh, the only way to win this game is by... Being infamous. Well, <laughs> yes, but I, I should say the game ends when all the damage has been dealt out. So you're gonna yes. have, you're gonna create a uh, damage deck, and that damage deck is gonna have ten cards, ten damage cards in it, plus five cards per player playing. Um, I think is what it was, if I'm correct, something like that. And you're gonna have this damaged card deck, and that that deck is going to slowly get dealt out as we start shooting each other with cannons and right. driving into rocks and things. Slowly at first, <laughs> yeah. and, then it, and then it amps up. And then it amps up <laughs> real quick. Um, and once that deck runs out, the game is over. There's also a market place uh, where you're going to put out some cards. There's just um, These are the, the deck building aspects of it where you're going to be able to purchase cards from the market to make your deck better. Um, and yeah, so yeah, to, to begin the game... Um, you're going to start with an island phase, and that's the worker placement phase of this game. That's where you can gain, like, cannonballs. You yeah. can gain sails. You can gain money. You can steal the first player token. Mm -hmm. um, you can uh, trade. So, like, hey, I've got lots of cannonballs. I want to trade for some sails. Yeah. You can do that. Um, you can, Or you can go to upgrade your cards. Yep. You or... can, yeah, exactly. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine kind of... Uh, worker placement spots and there's also these flags that you can take and you can basically claim a flag and these things are going to do things for you during the game um one of them will give you kind of two turns in a row one is going to give you some like an extra resource resources one's going to allow you to draw an extra card on your turn and one's going to allow you to chuck a card yes. on your turn like from the game like yeah. delete a card which is uh, really helpful because this is a deck builder uh, yeah at its heart um and you're going to want to slough off the, yeah. the your starting kind of crappier cards. And, um, yeah, so what you're going to do is you're going to, you have three little skiff boats. And one by one, we're going to go around placing our skiff boats mm -hmm. until everyone's placed their skiff boat. Um, so you can place it at the shipyard and gain two sails and a cannonball. Um, you could go to the sail maker and get three sails, go to the blacksmith and get two cannonballs, yeah. things go, like that. They also have a market where there's about five cards laid out and that's how you can start building your deck. Mm -hmm. And so you can take your skiff and put it on one of the market cards and it'll have uh, on the card the cost. So whether it's a cannonball and a sail or two mm -hmm. cannonballs or whatever it is, um, you don't buy it right then. You just wait. Yeah, uh, you claim it. You claim then, it so yeah. nobody else can use it. Um, but at the market, you can either claim that claim a card or you can restock the the market so if um you can clear all the cards except any that have already been claimed mm -hmm. and then just reseed out the remainder and then you can choose to claim one yeah and then at the end of the island phase you can decide whether or not you want to buy the card if you decide not to buy the card you just take your skiff off and then it's there for the next round yep and those cards are very important because they are what drives this game because the, the cards are used in the C phase, which is the next phase where that's actually where you're going to be moving your boat around um, and you're going to be shooting your cannons mm -hmm. and you're going to be driving and finding treasure and things. They also have infamy on them and infamy is like your victory points. Yes. These so little, uh, 
basically skull and crossbones sort yeah. of thing. So like the more infamy you have, especially if you get those cards, you're going to have some game end scoring yeah, there. Totally. And um yeah, so that's the that's kind of the first phase of every round is mm-hmm. the island phase going to those places getting those things, cards, cannonballs and uh, money there's gold you can get because basically everything in this has re- costs resources yeah it can cost you cannonballs it can cost you sales it can cost you gold um and to to do anything you're going to end up having to trade this stuff in to get cards is basically what you're trying to do and increase your deck to have better cards that make you go further turn sharper um shoot further shoot more than you like yeah. just any card right maybe th- like i had one card that did a triple shot oh cannon. man that was which was <laughs> devastating. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, so that's the first phase. And then once that's all figured out, um, you go to the C phase. And starting with the first player, you're going to play one card from your hand. And uh, like I said earlier on, you're going to have a starting deck. So you're going to have some very minimal things you can do at the gate. Kind of move one forward. Um, move one forward and turn left or turn right. Um, fire your cannons. And then yeah. you'll have a couple specialty cards that came with your particular yeah. uh, pirate. There might but you're be drawing like... four cards at the beginning. So you're going to have eight card deck to start with. You're going to draw four. And yeah, you may or may not get one of your specialty cards to to uh, play in your first, first round. Um, there are also cards that can turn you like 90 degrees or 180 mm-hmm. degrees because when you play your ship boat at the beginning, the nose of your ship is... You, you orient it how you want, but that's the way it it yeah. goes. So when you're moving your ship, you have to move it forward. Yeah. So then your cards are going to tell you, okay, you're moving and turning, and, and that's how you know which direction you're going. You don't just get to pick which direction no, willy-nilly no. Yeah. Once you're turn. pointed one way, you're you're set yeah. for the rest of the game, and you have the only way you can turn your boat is with your cards. And um, I should have said that you, we place our boats onto the board by doing the whole dice system, yeah. rolling through die, and you, you place it on one of the coordinates. And you decide which direction you want to go. Yeah. To so you're going to go around the table playing one card, one card, one card, one card, and then until everyone's played all the cards out of their hands. Yep. So you're not going to have any any leftover cards. Yep. They will all be gone. Yep. And you're going to, yeah, you're going to play cards that move you forward, uh, turn, fire cannons, and... and uh, you can interact with the different things that are on the board. Like the uh, there's wind gusts, and if you end your turn on there, it's going to kind of blow mm-hmm. you forward. If you end up in the little um, cyclone thing, it's going to spin you around. You might end up running into a rock, yeah, <laughs> damaging your boat. So let's talk about damage. When you shoot each other with cannons, first off, you have to have cannonballs to use. Yeah. So on your player mat, you're going to have a cannon. You have a, actually a cannon there full of cannonballs. Yes. And you're just going to have to spend one cannonball every time you do a cannon action. And if you shoot one of your other pirates broadside, you're going to end up getting two infamy. infamy. But if you're able to position yourself that you can shoot them in the nose or in the tail, you're going to get three infamy for that, which is really, really big. One thing that's neat about this game, too, is that so you've got a six by six grid for your ocean, for your board, Mm. but the board wraps. Yes. So (laughs) it wraps not only for when you're moving, but also when you're shooting. Everything. Everything, <laughs> Everything wraps. wraps. So you you might feel like you're really far away from someone, but you're just not. You're just you're right just, next you're to them. Right next to them. <laughs> and you can, yeah, it gets pretty silly, uh, the whole wrapping thing, because you don't really realize it. You're like, oh, okay, I think I'm safe over here. But no, you can get shot from everywhere. Yeah. And um, yeah, you're going to go round and round playing cards, moving your boats around, shooting cannons, picking up uh, gold, 
um, interacting with the wind gusts and things on the board. And then there's also going to be, um, with our copy, we have um, the Kraken that you can have out there. Mm-hmm. And it's literally the Kraken squid that's out yeah. there. And you can interact with that and shoot its tentacles and and get infamy for doing that, but also get damaged by uh, by it as well. Oh, yeah. So for damage, every time you got shot by a cannon or you run into a rock or you run into a tentacle or whatever, you're going to get damaged. And that's where those damage cards come into play. And that's the ticking clock yes. for the game. As those cards get dealt out to all the, the different pirates, because... Everyone gets damaged a lot. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the clock. And once those run out, that's when the game ends. And for every damage that you have in your deck... So these are cards, right? Yeah. They, they get added to your discard pile. And eventually you're going to cycle those into your hand. Um, but for every uh, damage card that you have at the end of the game in your discard pile or hand or whatever, just that you currently own, you're getting minus, minus one, one infamy. infamy yeah. Which is really awful. But luckily on your turn, when you are, if you draw a bunch of them into your hand on your turn, you're not going to be able to do a lot this turn, but you can discard those out of the game. You're repairing your ship. To repair your ship rather than than move your ship or shoot a cannon or whatever. Yeah. So you're trying to get those out of your hand as much as possible and everyone's shooting at each other and (laughs) it's just a bunch of chaos. You're, yeah, you're running into krakens and sea monsters and shooting each other and Mm -hmm. just a gong show. And then you go back, once everyone's played all their cards, then you go back to the island phase again. And then you you go to the islands and you Do pick up cannonballs and, and, and pick yep. new cards that you want to claim and and things like that. And then you just keep going back and forth, doing those two different phases, two different phases until all those damage cards have been dealt out. Yep. And then that ends the game at the end of that round. round. Yeah. And then you just count up your infamy. You see how far along you went on the board from shooting people. And yep. then you add any of the cards that you've purchased through the game that have those um, skulls on them to add inf- your to add to your total infamy. And then you subtract uh, your damage, damage cards, cards that you haven't gotten rid of. Minus infamy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's your final score. Yep. And it's really cool. <laughs> like it's that it's simple, super simple, but lots going on, lots of strategy. Um, tactics yep. uh, going on in this one. Um, each pirate has different abilities. Like those, those um, the pirate itself has an ability. Like my yep. pirate here, the terror. Um, I got, I gained an additional infamy for every time I shot someone with a cannonball. Yeah. So if I shot you broadside, I get you three. If mm-hmm. I shot you in the nose or tail, I'd get four. Yes. Which was really cool. And then I also had two upgrades, two um, special upgrades for my ship in particular. Um, which makes it an asymmetrical game, right? Yeah. So every pirate is different and has different objectives. Like I think uh, Matt uh, was had the, the sea or the... He was the monster hunter. Monster hunter. So yeah. he got more points every time he attacked the Kraken. So he was out there trying to to do a bunch of damage to the Kraken. And then you had the... I was the pirate queen. Pirate so queen, yeah. I, uh, I like to control the flags. Right. So there's those flags I was talking about earlier. You can have... So um, like at the start of every island phase, if I have more... If I had more... Um, flags than everybody else, I would get two infamy. Right. And those flags are, are even more important than I let on earlier. I just remembered that on the bottom of most of the action cards that you purchase are going to have a picture of one of one or one of these flags, mm-hmm. one of the four usually on the bottom. So, and that's an additional action you can take with that card when you play it, not only just move your ship forward and shoot or whatever it's going to do, but on the bottom of that card, if it shows the, the blue 
flag icon and you have the blue flag currently in your possession, you're going to get to do an additional special action with that right. card. So the flags were very important and they're, they're getting tossed around and yes. stolen from each other left, right and center. And yeah, that's, that's the game. Uh, it's quick, um, fairly simple, but loads of strategy and loads of tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just lots of craziness. And <laughs> so I don't know. I can't really explain much more about it. No, that's I think that's how, how it works. Plays, yeah. uh, there's not, it's not a lot, uh, difficult game to understand. So let's um, revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well to Seas of Havoc? Yes. Yeah, it totally does. Definitely. It's all pirates craziness. The name of the game is Seas of Havoc, and that's what this is. It's just... It's the Havoc Isles. It's craziness so, is yeah. what this is. It's the, just... You oh. Constantly, you're constantly under threat of being shot at or hit by a kraken or whatever, and... <laughs> yeah and the sharks that you, when you go back to the islands you have to like shoot at the sharks to chase them away yeah. or else they bite your boat hmm. and things so like the name is exactly what this game is um just a bunch of craziness in pirate ships yes um so the theme lends well really well yes. to this game um so that's a slam dunk for theme especially when we had um the pirates of the caribbean music playing yes. in the background <laughs> just really really makes this game work and then let's talk about the artwork like it yeah there's the, not the, the the one thing i the artwork it's a it's a it's a strange artwork yeah um it's almost like i don't know God, like almost like almost like comic book comic book not sort of yeah um it's a strange a bit of a strange cover because it's just like well it is chaos it is it's on just it. so it's just pirates all fighting just, each other it's just pirates it's all, yeah boarding each other it's like like every pirate is on one ship and they're all shooting yeah. at each other and swinging <laughs> flaming sticks and yeah i don't know but so it's just a gong show of a cover um could have looked sharper maybe if it was like but i think a black cover with seas of havoc in in yeah white or but something. i think that's the point i know it's i agree just, just to show it's mayhem yeah. it's a bit of a gong show of a cover but it does the art, I understand why yes. they, they did it. I didn't understand it originally. I was like, okay, the artwork looks a little odd yeah. on this cover. but And then the artwork on the board is fine. It's, uh, it's yeah, fine. art is something I wasn't super focusing on in no, this game. The artwork on the cards are nice. Like So like on your actual pirate cards, like your Like when it's giving you the direction and like where to go and stuff? No, like you're, you're a pirate. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the art like, is good. It's yeah, the, the same like, art style. Yeah, I like them on the cards more than I like it on the box. Yeah. Like I like them here. I think they look great. And then just the the box I just think I would have preferred a different cover. Yeah. But I understand what they were doing. Uh but yeah, the artwork is fine. Yep. Yeah. Particularly nice on the cards with your actual pirates. Uh, the board is actually really nice. I like that. The, yeah, the, the board, board is looks. simple. It's plain, nice and simple and clean. Um, easy to navigate. Yep. Easy to tell it's what you're doing. Very up easy iconography. Yep. And, and then there's um like the cards, like the Kraken cards are really nice, the shark mm -hmm. cards are really nice. Um so yeah, artwork pretty good um components, components. pretty good, good. yeah it's got the well it's got in this version we have like the deluxe yeah captain's yeah. deluxe edition lots of nice stuff it has these two chests that we had to put together wooden chests yeah that i had to build um one i assume is for the gold coins because that's what i put in it yeah and one and for the other the one's full of cannonballs so we decided <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah those components are really nice there's some pictures of it on our twitter or x as it's called now <laughs> the x app um and our player boards are nice they're dual layer they uh you can put your card like your uh mm -hmm. your, your player pirate card. card player card uh kind of 
slides right into it nicely. Uh, it's got this um, spinning uh, steering wheel, boat wheel thing, <laughs> whatever yep. that's called. The hull? Then, what's or the it? helm. Helm? That's yeah. how it is? Yeah, the helm. Take the helm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And um, the cannon, dual air again, it, it you load the cannonballs in it and they sit there nicely. Really nice. Um, then all the the uh, the wooden pieces are nice. They yeah. Have the, um, I love the wooden etched, pieces. Uh, yeah, they're really nice. Yeah, they are etched, which etched. is really nice. And the one yeah. thing we were talking about last night when, when we finished the game was it would be nice if they were double-sided. Yes. So that, because when I have my ship sitting like this, I can see the etched ship on the, my side, but, but you can't on yours. Yeah. Um, so that so would have been nice. If to... the etching was too much, even just have a screen printed or something would have been nice to yeah. have on both sides. Would have been nice on both sides for sure. It looks great on the side that it's on, yeah. but it would have been nice for everyone yeah. to be able to see it at all times. Uh, the little, little gold coins that came mm-hmm. with the set are really nice. The cannonballs are really nice. Mm-hmm. They're a nice little black ball, but they have a flat bottom. So you can fit them on your so board. So they sit on the thing and they're not rolling around on the table. Yeah. Um, the Kraken I particularly like, um, really looks good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then just everything else is just kind of, you know, par for the course. I like How it. was the rule book? You read the rule book, right? Rule book was good. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah, no, it was actually really good. Um, pretty straightforward. Uh, again, I always, I always watch a video. Yeah. Um, and then um because i'm just a visual learner that yeah. way um but from what i read of the rule book uh, it was all very good um so okay. no i know i referenced rules in there and it was yeah but it it, this game is, it, it's very straightforward game yeah. so it 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 was not difficult at all it was more of the things we referenced was like okay how many at the beginning anyways how many points do you get for ramming someone yeah and, there's a lot and of how much stuff. damage happens but like, on the back of the rule book they, they have a nice handy dandy quick reference which is great yeah. for companies to do i loved it it's got all the little things that you might be looking for are right on the very back you just flip over the rule book and there it is all the things you need so kudos yeah. for that so yeah we're liking a lot of things about this game so it comes down to whether or not we recommend this game and if so who for yeah i do i think this is a fantastic pirate game um i can't remember does it say 14 plus on there it does and it say is 14 definitely plus. not a 14 plus game this could no. be way younger the game is is simple yeah like you say there's strategy which there is but there's lots of strategy and tactics for sure but it's not tough stuff no. it's not tough strategy they're not no. tough tactics i think that this game is um it was fun. We played it at, at two player and at, we've played it four player and the two player was <laughs> yeah. fine. It was fine. Two was fine but, but four player was no. so much more yeah. fun because it was just a constant barrage of yeah. pirating. I wouldn't recommend this as a two player game. No, I would definitely say no. this is a good four player we game. Need You're, four. Uh, it's plays to five, but I would five would be fun too. Five, five would, be would fun. like yeah. it's just the whole point of this game is to be in chaos. Yeah. So you're constantly shooting each other's ships and the then one thing I really liked about it is that when you took damage, you didn't have a damage counter that counted down. You didn't have like nope. um, anything that hindered your abilities if you nope. were damaged. It was you got a damage card, it went in your deck, mm-hmm. and then when it came into your hand, you could get rid of it f- to repair your ship. Like you didn't feel hurt by the damage. Mm-hmm. Your deck just kind of got bogged down a little bit. 
Yeah, and then yeah, I mean, then you're kind of a sitting duck out there, and so like there there are some ups and downs, to, and that's just well, that's deck building, I guess. So well, and yeah, like there were a couple turns, or there's like one turn I think where one of the where Matt I think yeah he, he didn't he, he couldn't didn't do have anything any on his turn cards, and he didn't have any cannonballs, so he he drawn a hand of basically four cards that were shooting cards. But I will say his ability and his cards allowed him to pick a bunch of cards, so he. He probably picked a bunch of cards in his turn yeah, before sure. and might have used them. But also there is the, it didn't get used a lot, the the action to get rid of cards. And so, yeah, there's exactly, you know, there's the like there are ways to mitigate that. The, one of the island actions where you can go and chuck two bad cards. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that can be an issue, I suppose. But you just have randomly. to. Randomly. Yeah. Adjust your play. Um, but yeah, I mean. But the game was rare. fun. There was, there was so much going on on the board. You had like all the, you had four ships, you had Kraken tentacles everywhere because yep. they are, they're all in different grid coordinates. Yep. You had There's rocks. Nowhere to you hide. Had, like, and, and you get points for everything. Like you mm. get, you get infamy for ramming somebody. You get infam- yep. infamy for running into a Kraken or shooting a Kraken or, yep. you know, so it really encourages the, uh, Interaction. You know, the interaction, mm-hmm. which which is fun. You're not trying to steer away from it. Like, you're yep. not trying to shy away. Oh, maybe they won't notice me. You yeah, don't want you that. Do you can't do that. There's nowhere to go. But you can't. But you also don't want to because that's how you get points. Right. Yeah, you want to be shooting so each other. And, and it's you kind of want to shoot at them and try to jet away and maybe get around the rock yeah. sort of thing. But, like, that's about it. Cause and that's your only kind of yeah. safe haven is being on the other side of a rock from your other ship. But then there's always another ship somewhere yeah. else that's shooting at and you. And it goes quickly. Like the, the island phase, the worker placement phase, you don't have many options. Nope. And you're like, oh, those are already taken. Well, I'll go here. Oh, I'll go here. It, it, it didn't take that long. Yeah, and it then, says 60 minutes, and I, I agree it yeah. was roughly 60 minutes yeah. for four players. Because so. then playing your cards, you're not pouring over your decisions because your cards are very similar. Yep. And it's like, okay, well, who am I going to ram or shoot this time? <laughs> yeah, and this yeah. is um, yeah, just another solid... Um, but I like this game a lot. Solid pirate game. This yeah. one is like very pirate. Like it's just... And I would say the lighter side of pirate. Like yeah. it's a very... It's very easy to understand, easy to play. Like I said, younger kids... Yeah, Kids this one is, play this. is more on the yeah, warfare side of like pirating yeah. rather than stealing anything. Because yeah. you can get gold and coins and things. But, but like, it's not from other players. No, it's this just is from... more about shooting at each other. Yeah. Um, as far as pirates are concerned, yeah. it's it's that. Sinking each other's ship, basically. Yeah. Really good. Loved it. Uh, it was exactly as advertised. So Definitely want to lean into your player yes. ability you definitely want to lean into your player ability yeah otherwise you probably aren't going to win you yeah. want to that's your that's your path is to yeah do what the your, your pirate uh ability is yeah yeah really enjoyed this one it was chaotic pirate nonsense i really yeah. liked it <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah so i think uh we're gonna call that an episode two thumbs yeah. up for seas of havoc from us here um so you can find us on the X app, not Twitter. formerly Twitter. Yeah, for the the app formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and that's at Meeple Dungeon uh, YouTube. The Meeple Dungeon. We're going to be uh, actually filming. I think tomorrow we have a cool unboxing. We're going to be filming on there. So check the channel. You're mm-hmm. going to see something cool on there shortly. Um, and then our email is uh, the Meeple Dungeon at gmail.com if you'd like to contact us. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it for this week. We're going to run, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.